Hello, everyone. We're live, and uh, welcome to episode six of Where Heartbreak Feels Good. Uh, join me today is my co-host Edgar. Hey, I don't know why, but anytime that we're live, it seems like I'm always wearing the same fucking shit. I need to, <laughs> I need to wear different jackets. Um, but hey, we're back for another episode. And uh, in the words of Soups, he's back. Preston Moore. <laughs> he's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Hi. I'm back. Been a while <laughs> since we've. It's been. I don't think we've actually done an episode with just us three. So that's yeah. Yeah. This. This might be the first one. Yeah. So, uh, it's gonna be a fun one. We're talking about what we watched in the month of April. So, anything from, like, all of the... We had a lot of new releases this month, so... I cover all of those, and, uh... All of the rewatches we're doing. All of the first-time watches we've seen, like, from older movies. So, it'll be a good time. Man, I'm looking at my list. I can't believe the first thing that I watched this month. <laughs> uh... Okay, so where, where should we start? What, what was Edgar, there? What was the first thing you watched this month? Yeah, what was the first thing? Let's start with that. <laughs> should we? Should we? Uh, should we take the trash out of the way? Um, was it Morbius? Netflix's no. That was oh. that was technically that was technically the thirty first of it. That's but, right. We talked Mar- about it last month. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah. The bubble. Netflix, the bubble's the number two for me this month. So let's talk about a little bit about the bubble by Joe Dapatel. His best creation, um, what episode in, uh, what's her other name? Iris, uh, what Iris episode, Iris episode. Um, yeah, it's definitely a movie. Some, some people <laughs> it's, definitely it's, uh... spend money on it. Is it though? <laughs> I mean, they spend more money probably on the cast than the actual That's movie. That's true. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So it's, it's pretty bad. It's like, which easily the worst movie I've seen this year. Yeah, uh, which I guess the purpose of the movie is to be bad, but even then, it's just like... Is it, though? I mean, it kind of is, but not in a good way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, I, if it almost, at times, it feels like they try to make a bad movie on purpose to just to be, like, funny or, like, like so bad is good, but it's just bad. It's not... It's... Yeah, I don't think so. I think Jared Aptel was thinking he was creating a great comedy but it's not at all <laughs> there's some weird fucking scenes and moments in this movie Pre- Preston, have you seen this no i <laughs> i don't keep I don't it that way bad movies on purpose like some other people here i i very <laughs> yeah. much like like i will only watch a bad movie if i just am really curious about it like morbius that was me morbius with this would movie. be bad but i was like well I still want to see what happens, even though I know I probably won't like it. So the bubble, though, I was like, I, I don't even know what it's about. And I don't care about what it's about. Yeah, like, I, I, only, just, I was so interested. I only watched it for two reasons. One, I was pretty drunk that night and I was bored. And two, Daisy Ridley. Class. Yeah, a little bit more than that. But um, Daisy Ridley, another reason why I watched it. She was great. She well, was great see, like I... If I was like a Daisy Ridley super fan, I probably would have watched it. But like I, yeah. I like Daisy Ridley, but I'm not like I need to watch everything she's in. That kind of fan. It, yeah. It's not worth it. Playing the movie <laughs> no. for like less than a minute. She, it's a good scene though. Is it? <laughs> I mean, where's that deleted scene though? That that behind the scenes scene that that was yeah. everywhere on Twitter. It's not in the movie. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. 
but yeah, like you can almost feel like the, these actors are trying, but like halfway through, not even halfway through the movie, they just gave up. They're just like, eh, we're here. <laughs> let's let's um let's catch you in this check. It's probably like the prime example of like the most most egregiously wasted cast in a movie. Like right? in recent years for sure. Yeah, like this is like the perfect example of what everything that's wrong with like Netflix and their like business model of everything of and everything against the wall and see what sticks. Um yeah I mean I don't have anything really good to say about this movie other TikTok dance, I guess, at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but there was also a dance scene with some dinosaurs that, like, me drunk as fuck at the moment was like really, really questioning our all like existence. It's like, what the yeah. fuck was that scene? <laughs> I wonder how this movie would be like watching it like high because I feel like you would yeah. if you're like imagining it or is it actually happening? Right, yeah, and the ending is like so weird. <laughs> is mm -hmm. yeah, I don't don't watch this movie. It's not worth it. Yeah, the probably probably the person that they spend more money on, like getting into this movie, was probably James McAvoy. <laughs> right, what a weird cameo too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like this came whole, out of like, nowhere. Yeah, like this whole like. Almost like harasser, like super, like <laughs> I yeah. don't, know, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but yeah, not good. Don't watch it. Not good. Um, um moving on. My first actual watch, like I logged on Wonderbots, and I did talk about like my whole. My big thing this one was the uh, game through more of my um Star Wars rewatch. So. uh... <laughs> Um, I my first lot film was Revenge of the Sith. Oh, so nice. uh, great, great movie. Bumped that up to four and a half stars because uh, each time, each time I watch that movie, it's it is better. <laughs> <laughs> Worse on the ranking right now. It's uh, let me check. Um, four and a yeah, half. It's just, yeah, it's fun, and the editing Ooh. in that third act is fucking incredible. <sighs> Four and a half? Yeah. I mean, I it's like number it. seven on my ranking. Dang. <laughs> I love Star Wars, man. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and I, I mean, I do too, but four and a half. Wow. Yeah. I, I used like I, yeah. I used to, this theme of film was good, but like every time I've watched it since a few years ago, it's just, it is better for me. Yeah. Um, it's aged well for me. I've come around yeah. on it a lot more than I used to. Yeah, I'm excited to rewatch. Um, eventually, I don't know when, but uh, rewatch like the entire saga that I have, like the 4K disc, like just to see like how they pop, especially for the prequels, since you know. Yeah, the prequels the actually look really good in 4K, at least on Disney Plus, at least. Yeah, I've heard the the Blu-ray that they released with the like the collection for the Skywalker saga. Um, that that like transfer was done by like uh, by Fox before before it was like oh interesting yeah before it was sold to Disney so they're yeah. the ones who actually made the the transfer for the 4K at least that's what I heard yeah so continuing with my rewatched uh, I got through the Clone Wars um, finished that fucking amazing show at least those I mean. 
There's some like ups and downs. I didn't watch all like every single art, but I watched through like most of the date arts. And um I really love the Obi-Wan undercover arc. That one's really fun. Obviously the Soka bit of Soka arc where she leaves, straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been like um, that... I've been yeah. like on a rewatch of the Clone Wars for like the past two years. <laughs> Barely like on season two still. Um Yeah. I think I watched like this month like like the episodes where they're like there's like some like spice within like a like a spaceship for like Satine. Like they're going somewhere, I don't remember when. Um Yeah. That was a that was a cool little arc. I, I like it. I know everybody hates on the Clone Wars, like the first two or three seasons, but I think they're fun. They're fun, yeah. I like all of the Clone Wars. I I watched it when I watched the Clone Wars, I watched it during quarantine. Um, like peak COVID. Um and I, I, I paid attention, but I did it like I watched it while like playing video games. Basically, like all day long, I had video game <laughs> on my TV, and then the Clone Wars on my laptop right under it. So I just like glance like a lot of the time. So I didn't like watch it very intently the whole the whole show. But um, no, I love it. And there were I still remember that even like watching it in that way, like hardly not hardly paid attention, but like paying attention less than, you know, I would have otherwise. Like I still remember, you know, certain episodes and moments were just like so good. Like the, um, the one, and obviously season seven, I love, but the one that sticks out to me from like my first watch was the episode with, is his name? Pong Krell, the really bad guy. He's like the same. Ah, yeah. The bar Yeah. I yeah. think I think so. Yeah, one um, that betrays them. Turns on the clones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that is so good. That's like good I remember moment. watching that and just being like, "Oh my god, this is like peak Star Wars. Like this is awesome. This is yeah. incredible. This is why they should make Star Wars TV so you can do like tell little stories like this." Yeah. Yeah. I love I love that. Also and the uh, a lot of others. The Wallace that episode where like Satine dies. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm, yeah, Savage and Maul against uh, Palpatine. Uh, yeah, the whole episode is incredible. That duel, I remember when I watched that duel. Also, yeah. I was like, "That's one of the best lightsaber duels in Star Wars." It's really yeah. good. I love it. That that shot of like the hangar opening and Obi Wan. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. It, it might be my favorite. No, I don't know if it would. It would. I would consider like my favorite, but it's definitely top ten best shots in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. Um, so yeah, I've, I've finished Clone Wars, uh, season seven, too. Uh, I didn't watch the Bad Batch arc because I'm not personally like that bit into Bad Batch, but I watched I the episode of how it ends season seven or the Bad Batch arc. No, the Bad Batch, like, I don't know, I don't remember how it ends. I, I remember I joined the show for what it was, but I didn't I don't finish remember. it, yeah. The Bad Batch and Star Wars Resistance are the two shows. Two things in Star okay, Wars. Okay, Bad Batch or a Druthy one, but Resistance is is really good. Either I'm not way. saying that I hated either of them or that they were even bad, but they're just the two things in Star Wars that I like started and I got into it and I was like, I just am not invested. Like I just it was mm. not clicking for me. It wasn't hitting the way I wanted it to. Okay. Yeah, I was invested in Resistance, but I never actually watched the second season. You need to watch it. It's good. Yeah. I think I watched the whole first season. Not going to lie. But it just never... It never hit for me. I don't know. I love those characters so much. I miss them. 
But yeah, um, so yeah, the so- Soda arc in Season 7, really good. But um, obviously, Siege of Mandalore, the finale to Clone Wars, is one of my favorite things in, in Star Wars. And it's like, every time I watch it, it's, it's unbelievable how amazing it is, honestly, on every level, too. Like, the music, the animation, obviously, that, the storytelling. That, that tracking one of the... One of those episodes, I don't remember which one exactly, um, uh, where it starts at the beginning after, like, the aftermath of the battle, and it, the music, it sounds very, like, Blade yes. Runner-esque. It's, so it's very, great. like, ominous, and, but it builds up to Order 66. It reminds me kind of of um, the season six finale of Game of Thrones. Different different music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, way yeah, it yeah, builds, yeah. like, is similar to, like, the moment in that episode. Um, But, yeah, Season Mandalore is phenomenal and i'm so excited there's a doing a screening at celebration that's like top of my list for sure and, what season uh, is siege of mandalorian remind me i know i'll just seven it. It, the finale it it's it's the oh, okay. finale of Clone wars oh okay the last i get i get confused on like because i've seen it all but I get there's a lot of mandalorian on, like, Clone wars <laughs> well and just yeah. like the titles of like yeah individual arcs because people will say like the title of the like an arc or a title of an episode I, there's just so much in the clone wars that in levels through honestly but really yeah. the clone wars where i'm just like Siege of Mandalore is I watched Ahsoka, it all so versus maul or yeah, yeah, the yeah. finale okay. yeah it's a good yeah. shit i yes i love that yeah that's like top tier mm-hmm. and uh so i finished clone wars i watched the first episode of bad batch just because I think that's my favorite, still my favorite episode of that series, and I think they did you like finish yeah. Bed Batch. I did, yeah. You did, but I think it's all right. I'm, I couldn't really get into invested into any of the characters except for Omega. Mm. I think she's great, but like all the other ones just felt too Sammy to me. They all felt like I guess this is the point with the clones, but they all feel like part of the same one singular character. And well, like, yeah, that's the point, but like. Yeah. Most of the other clones have like distinct personalities, but I felt like all the bad batch were just too similar to each other and didn't really they weren't given enough to do in the series besides Hunter and like Omega. Yeah, Hunter Hunter Sark is pretty good. Yeah. From what I remember. And Crosshair, obviously. Yeah. Crosshair was like the best part of that show. That's why me. the first episode the parts was that like I watched. the one that's worth watching, like rewatching for me, because it's one, it's mm-hmm. like what an hour and a half basically 70 minutes that's yeah, long like that i wish all of them were right there because it really gave the show like time to breathe that's my wasn't was one of my biggest problems with the show because like it just felt like more so than any other of the star wars shows is like monster of the week yeah uh did you watch rebels or are you i'm uh i'm process? just finished season one of rebels in my rewatch. Oh, okay, nice. Started season two uh, the other night. I can't say enough things about Rebels. It's my favorite Star Wars. <laughs> I yeah. love it so much. And I love Rebels. Season one. But... I love Rebels, but I've always wanted to go back and rewatch it, and I've never gotten the time because that's like one of my favorite like Star Wars things like ever as well. Um, just because of how well it understands like the themes and the core of Star Wars. Um, but yeah, like I really need to do a rewatch for that. 
Yeah, I'm so I mean every time I go back and rewatch it, I'm so surprised how well season one holds up. But everyone loves a rag on it, but I adore season one and the themes it uh, brings forth and like just the moments, the small moments we get with the ghost crew and their like the forming of that family. I think it's amazing, and it's it's just so good. So I'm I'm very excited to continue that rewatch. Is the ghost better than the Falcon? Yeah, <laughs> it's more of a character. Interesting. So, I like Rebels. Uh... I don't. I definitely. I don't. I. I like Rebels. I have always liked Clone Wars more. Really? But yeah, mm-hmm. as a as a whole, I, I, I get that because it's it's very they're different shows. But I just like yeah. the more linear nature of Rebels mm-hmm. and the fact yeah. that focuses on one family. I liked the, uh, I don't know. I liked the prequel nostalgia of Clone Wars. Like that got to me, especially like I did that, wa- because yeah. I watched it all for the first time in 2020. Like I had never seen. Really? Yeah, I hadn't seen Clone Wars or Rebels wow. until um, lockdown, and then I was like, "Well, shit, I got nothing better to do." So <laughs> that's when I, I finally had the like the time where I could like justify watching such a long show. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I like Rebels a lot. Um, I like Clone Wars better, but I think they're both great. I love, love, and I'm very excited for, and I don't care what anybody says, I'm very excited about Grand Admiral Thrawn in live action, regardless of who <laughs> plays him. Uh, even if they cast Benedict Cumberbatch, I would be excited, even though Honestly, would that would kind of slap. I think it would be great. It's People like the, the most like, popular it, fan it's, cast. It's basic yeah, fan casting, like, but like, he would crush it. And he just looks the part so perfectly. Yeah. Like, he, he his character design looks like Cumberbatch. I don't really care who they cast, as long as he's, like, good in the role. Because that's such a... That's such a... He's such a menacing villain. Like, I think he's so cool in the way that he just, like, is absolutely horrifying in every way, but, like, physically. Like, he's not this, like, it's very like menacing... It's it's all in the writing, like it's all oh, in, yeah, it's all in the way he talks. It's all in his tone. It's in what he says. It's just like, I don't know. I I was I've always been like really impressed by that. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, I've never been like a huge Throne fan, but like I'm interested in see where they they go with it in live action. I'm a very big Throne fan. Yeah. I love him. I do so, kind of subscribe uh, to that idea. It's not my idea. I've heard it from other people, but like, of like whatever Disney is building up to with this like live action shows, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, etc. Uh, that it's gonna build like a, to like almost like a heir to the Empire esque type of yeah. uh, art with Thrawn. I wouldn't hate that. Like, yeah, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Also in this rewatch, I watched Solo which fucking slaps i love that movie it's just such a fun adventure movie and the cast is amazing solo solo is my rogue one to twitter to my twitter (laughs) exactly yeah Um, Yeah, it's i think it's far superior rogue one yeah uh solo is just such a like i know like other movies, especially recently with the sequel trilogy, they kind of like try to capture that like adventure almost Indiana Jones, especially the last one, uh, 
Rise of Skywalker kind of tries to do like Indiana Jones, like explore, like find this thing and use her to do whatever you have to do. Um, like Solo for me really does give you like that Indiana Jones vibe, like in Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a fun time, and of course we all love Millie Clark. We all love Kira. <laughs> yeah, best part of that movie. Really hope she comes back soon. I don't know how you create such a fucking interesting character and don't fucking use her. Like exactly, it made no like, sense. Like three, four years almost. Yeah, four years. I think this month, basically. Oh yeah. Huh? Then they really, they really did that movie dirty by releasing it between Infinity War and Deadpool. Two Six months and, I don't know. after Last yeah. Jedi, also. That's the only, like, literally, that's the reason that it bombed. It wouldn't yeah. have otherwise. Yeah, like I know everybody likes to blame like the Last Jedi for it to like the reason as to why it bombed, but it's not that. Infinity War was there at the time because this is like pre-End Game, pre-No Way Home, pre any of that. Infinity War was the biggest movie event i mean box office obviously the biggest since avatar but like culturally probably the biggest since empire strikes Back. oh yeah definitely i mean it yeah. was it was it was it, it was all you could talk about yeah it's pretty good too but yeah like it's... but and then putting solo there A with deadpool after. 2 also right there yeah and it, just, I, I, it was I, I feel like i'm i feel like i'm missing another third movie like Jurassic, was Jurassic but... World then too? Like, Maybe. Jurassic World was June. Yeah. Yeah, so like a couple weeks after. I'm curious. It was, it was doomed. And it, it, you know, the thing is, is like, not only, you know, then it also had the whole like controversy with The Last Jedi. I, I say controversy, but like, you know, the portions of the audience, like the Star Wars audience that was less interested in star wars for a brief period of time after the last jedi like i don't think that was as big it's it wasn't as big of a factor as everybody likes to say holy shit i just looked up it's it's gross domestic 213 million like total tire run yeah total what about uh worldwide worldwide 392 million Fuck that! That actually <laughs> hurts. <laughs> bomb, yeah. Especially with like all the reshoots, I'm sure like those post 300 uh, budget wise, 300 million. Or I also just it? think probably 200 million. I think there's also something to be said for like, and I like I, I actually I really like you know Alden Ehrenreich Ehrenreich Ehrenreich. He's amazing. I liked, yeah, yeah, I love him in that movie. I think that the general audience probably um was put off by it well and han solo might have maybe shouldn't have been the first character that they did because yeah it's arguably and i say arguably on purpose but it's arguably the most iconic casting in star wars it's i think the most popular star wars character yeah and harrison ford you know as the character like his portrayal of it is so iconic you know that it's it's hard to separate them. I wouldn't have chosen Han Solo for the first spinoff. Yeah. The um, only reason they did was because Larry Kasdan, like, that was his passion project, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I get it, but I just... I... And Rogue One was a completely separate thing. But for the first spinoff that was tied to pre-existing characters, 
Han Solo would not have been the first one that I did. I, Lando might have made more money, to be mm. honest. Because he's more of a... He's less iconic. He's more of a... Um, like a like a secondary. Or I think Solo would have fucking like gone really well if like we said if it was in December 2018. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I think the That's number crush. one thing is the release date. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I think it would have been a pretty fair fight between Aquaman and Solo in December. Oh, I think it would have demolished. I think so too. I don't know. Aquaman made a lot of money. It made right over a billion, right? Ocean still, to Ocean. I think it's still the highest grossing DC film. Really. Yeah, it is. Um, made sense over like in the I guess since the, the Dark, Dark Knight Rises, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What did Batman? Right, might I... The Batman or which? Yeah, one? the Batman. It's like a, almost at eight hundred, I think. That's yeah. Wow. Batman versus Superman crossed a billion, I think. The Justice League. Think no. Just <laughs> bro, you don't remember those days when that movie bombed? That Dude, was worse than so. Uh, Seven hundred million wasn't that big of a bomb. Which for what? Worldwide? Wait, no, never mind. Batman versus Superman was their big one, and it was also the big one that I think um, uh, kind of damaged public interest in the DC universe. I don't know about that, but it's like the expectations of. Like expecting for that movie to be billion dollars is probably another reason why it hurt. It hurt mm -hmm. it because it's like it's unrealistic expectations when it's literally your second movie into your universe. But like, yeah, sure. It was also in March. Superman, but... It was in March too. Justice League only made like a hundred million less than BVS hmm. worldwide. That is weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Because Worldwide Justice League was uh, Who watched it? <laughs> 7 million. Then BBS was uh, 870 million. So that is 200, but still. Dang. I really thought BBS hit a billion. Anyways, I feel like we're way off, off topic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, none of, none of us watched like... BBS in April. <laughs> so. so yeah, that's that basically wraps up my Star Wars rewatch so far. Yeah, still watching the rebels. I started uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I don't think they'll finish it before celebration, but I'm going to soon. Great game. What was your first watch, Preston? Or My you... first watch of the month was Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, Nathan, I agree. Nathan did I? I agree. I agree. Yeah, too. my first watch of the of the month was Sonic the Hedgehog. The first one. Pre yeah, Rewatch, preparation yeah. for Sonic the Hedgehog two. Was it actually um, the first one? Didn't you make? Didn't you do like a like a, a three header? Like a what? Like didn't you do like a like a like three movies in a day? That was with Sonic two, right? Yeah, Sonic yeah. two was one of them. That was later on. My first movie of the month was Sonic one. Oh, that was on. Yeah, do your fat straight, Andrew. Stupid. No, so what do you think? I rewatched it this month also. I still enjoy the first one. I enjoy them both. Um, I was, I think I, I think I let my expectations get a little high for Sonic. 2. <laughs> you were um, championing the fuck of Sonic Two. Well, and I'll tell you why. Movie of the year. 
<laughs> I, I it's because um it seemed in all the marketing it seemed to me like it was going to be a little bit different from Sonic 1 like the biggest issue that I ever it had was. with Sonic 1 is, let's just get let's talk about both of them right now because I will that's what I'm doing. I <laughs> sorry sorry for interrupting <laughs> my biggest issue with Sonic 1 is that it the human characters just, it doesn't lean well the human characters are like terrible but it doesn't lean into you don't like um, james marston pride and joy of stillwater oklahoma baby where i lived for four years um it doesn't like it doesn't lean into the um the the campiness enough i don't think it doesn't lean into the 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 cheesy jokes just the corniness as much as I wanted it to is. And, and whenever it does get into that, it's like, yes, that is exactly like that makes the movie good. Um, and Sonic two, I thought it seemed like was going to just go balls to the wall. 110% um, all in on that. And it kind of did, but at the same time, I found myself bored a lot of the time because it was just so really? much exposition. There's so yeah. much exposition in that movie. It is just lore they, on lore on lore. They and really did a great job at hiding yeah. the wedding subplot because that's nowhere. Yes. In the trailers. Yeah. 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 You had you'd have no idea. And like the whole and it was a lot of the movie. It's yeah. like a whole like one third of the movie. Yeah, when they kept going back to it, it was wedding. like why? But then every it time they went back to Hawaii, you're just like, oh my god. Comes around and, and then, then they though. connect it play. so that it makes like gives it a reason to exist, but that doesn't make <laughs> but yeah, it. Yeah, it should have been good. Like that much. They gave it a reason to exist in the movie, but that doesn't change the fact that it shouldn't like it that it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Yeah. So, uh, and outside yeah. of that, there was just so much like lore building and exposition to where I was just I got I got bored with it, and that bummed me out because I was yeah. looking forward to it, and I'll still be first in line for Sonic Three. Um, because I think that they're all fun. Like I have fun with it, but I didn't have as much fun with it as I thought I would. Do you know who Shadow is? What? Do you know who Shadow is or whatever the fuck his name is? Shadow, yeah, the, Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog is. He's like, he's like a the dark Sonic. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like a military yeah. created dark Sonic. I think it's but, cool uh, as well. Sonic One. I, I'm. It's, it's alright. I tried rewatching it. Couldn't really get through it, so I skimmed through most of it. <laughs> Honestly. And, How do you um, skim through a movie? Put it on fast forward. Oh, you Interesting. did. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that logic. Fast forward to like a few minutes. Watch some of it, then fast forward again. Hmm. That's what I will be doing with Sonic 2 when it comes out and they take me back to Hawaii every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that whole portion of the movie felt like a bad SNL sketch. It's so bad. It was so bad. It's just like, I've I... never... It, was, it really would be like, all right, we're going, we're going, we're going. It just like took the yeah, movie I, two I steps back that. every time and it was so the, painful. The only joke in that section that kind of was funny was... Uh, him trying to like take the ring from her to like throw it to because it was the it was they had like a mix up between the rings or whatever. That's I knew the only that would thing, happen though. Like whenever yeah, he I mean, 
ask the ring bearer to see the ring it was like you clearly know exactly what's going to happen from that moment yeah yeah and then like 30 minutes later when it happens you're like, i mean yeah. we have to think about that these movies are made for kids like they're very exactly. much made for kids and that's what makes them fun honestly like i i was surprised at how much i had fun with sonnet 2 i think I mean, it's, it's, better... it's a fun time especially with like tails the inclusion of tails and knuckles but and the third act is like i really was having a time during that third act yeah yeah i think yeah. you know and this is something that i talked about whenever i saw clifford the big red dog <laughs> um <laughs> but like if it's not made for you it's not made for you like clifford was bad but at the same time there were a bunch of kids in that movie theater that were you know having the time of their life and i could tell you can hear him laughing and sonic the hedgehog 2 you know i i don't think it was bad um but I, it just wasn't hitting for me but i knew that like the rest of the audience was loving it and so it's like it's one of those things where you're like if it's not for you it's not for you but some of it's for you you know and i don't know i can appreciate it i can appreciate it for that and that's why they make so much money these sonic movies is because they know their audience and they know what they want to be and they nail it. Yeah. Do we want to get into my other, my second watch of the month? Let's do I'm it. Pretty sure it's going to be another one of persons. Um, Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, Let's God. go. Yeah. Fantastic Beast Suite. <laughs> I haven't seen this, so I know what you guys talk. <sighs> okay, so let me explain something. Um, I had to. I, I had to fucking. I had to fucking Let me watch. Explain it. something. <laughs> I had to. I had to watch the first two movies in order because I had like a fucking assignment about it. Um, and then first and foremost is one more thing. We have to say this. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Yeah, that too. Um, so I had to write something about those two movies. So I had to rewatch them uh, last month. Um, so going into this new one, I was like, I don't know, maybe giving it a little bit, I was being too nice, maybe, because Crimes of Grindelwald is just probably one of the worst Ugh. blockbusters ever made. Like, I don't know how Horrible. somebody, else, I don't know how that, that got like passed, like, I don't know how many drafts JK did, but probably was just it's like one, one and a half. Bad. <laughs> shockingly um, bad. It is so bad. Yeah, so going into that theater, which, I mean, it was like a fan event, so everybody's like really into it or whatever. And then they gave us little line, where is it? What are they? They're too far, I'm not going to get up. Um, <laughs> but they gave us like a, like a Secrets of Dumbledore, like had like a poster. I have the, I officially now have the, the Elder One on my possession because of that fucking movie. So I don't know if they- chill. They gave so you a they... wand? Yeah, well, give, give me a minute. Let me get it. That's like a really nice thing to give out. We got a... Yeah, that's crazy for a fucking wow. movie. Strange. Yeah, that's and, really and it, nice. And it doesn't feel cheap. It's like a legit like rep, replica. You had to pay that's for this training though, right? Um. Yeah, but I didn't pay for it because I just used my points from AMC. So <laughs> there's that. Um... <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, they, may, I don't know, maybe they bought my review or whatever you want to fucking call it. <laughs> I, was, I was paid by Warner Brothers, but hey, I I don't know. I had fun with this movie. I enjoyed it. I had fun for what it was. So. 
It, I did Which is which is not saying much because like yeah, it is increasingly better than um kinds of Wind in the world, which again it's not saying much, but I don't know. I had a good time. It actually felt like a movie, not not like a fucking bullet point list from the author of the movies of the books. So that's I um First Nathan when I knew him. I know. So you what, Preston? Sorry, my friend is FaceTime me, and I'm trying to tell him I cannot talk on FaceTime right now. Um, <laughs> Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> Look, you know, I because I rewatched the first two as well. Um, just out of curiosity, you know, it had been a while, and the first one, you know, I think the first one's solid. Like I enjoy the first one, um, but this the Crimes of Grindelwald was just, I mean, I, when I say like straight up offensive, I I mean that like offensive to the world that she had created. <laughs> You know, two oh. decades ago. I thought you meant like fans. our world. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, she's offensive as a person, obviously. But like the movie itself, like it, you can toss all the controversies aside. It's awful. She did a horrible job. Like it, you don't even have to think about the real world stuff to hate her. Was it mostly her because writing? it's so bad. Or was it like everything else too? Yes. No, yeah, it is the her. writing. Is the it? writing is the problem in Crimes of Grindelwald. It's so bad. And it's like. That's why I wrote in my review, I just said, like, controversies aside, like, she took a massive dump on everything that she created 20 years ago. And, like, like it just, ugh, it pisses me off. That movie makes me so mad to even think about. So, I'm just going to give you an example, Josh, of how bad that movie is. <laughs> you, you remember Professor, um, what's her face, uh, Professor McGonagall from yeah. the Harry Potter movies? Okay. So, according, this is not according to me, it's according to JK's books. She was born in 1935, right? Okay. Okay. Um, Cramps of Grindelwald takes place in, I want to say, 1927 or something. Not only is she alive and she's a <laughs> professor at Hogwarts, they do a flashback Wait. to when Newt was a, was a student when he was younger, and she's also a professor in that. So The timeline How... is... <laughs> what? When it's does Harry Potter take place? Like 1960s, uh, 70s, the, 70s. I want to say 70s, 80s. I, wow. I think I could be wrong. I have I actually never read the books. I've only seen the movies. So. <laughs> it's a disaster. I wrote in my review. I, I said this is a travesty for Harry Potter fans. That's only comparable to something like The Rise of Skywalker. But even that is an insult to The hey Rise now. of Skywalker. Hey now. I, no, I, I, let me finish. Jesus. I said like, <laughs> even that is an insult to The Rise of Skywalker. Like, I felt bad even writing that. I was like, this is so okay. bad. And I hate The Rise of Skywalker. I don't like The Rise of Skywalker at all. But I'd watch that 10 times before I ever watched Crimes of Grindelwald again. It was awful. Anyways. Um, is it like also, top there, 10 like, worst movies you've ever seen? Yes. He commits yeah. no crimes, Josh. He doesn't commit there's any no, crimes. He doesn't wait. Kill there's no crimes in the crimes. No, of it's not. You'd think it'd be a movie about him like going on a killing spree or something like that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he he just kind of he talks for most. Of it. He the closest, he kills people in the very first scene. Yeah, the closest that's thing it, that he it. ever 
the closest thing that he ever gets to actually killing somebody is ordering somebody else to kill a baby and that's it oh, okay mm -hmm. the biggest crime he committed was vaping where it may not have been legal <laughs> wait this one stuff. was johnny depp right yeah yeah so he's played by a different person each three of his movies is that correct yeah kind wow. of yeah technically Which, speaking i don't i don't know how you cast colin farrell and say yeah let's switch him to somebody else yeah but even the if problem it was like... with it was colin farrell played uh so you know josh in the you know polyjuice potion in the kind of, yeah. harry potter movies it's where they like can shapeshift into someone else yeah yeah so colin farrell is someone he Colin Farrell is someone who Grindelwald has taken over yeah. to be a, to like spy. Um, so basically, what what happened with uh, David Tennant and was that Goblet of Fire? Yeah, where he shifted yeah. into the yeah. yeah. So like Colin Farrell was playing Grindelwald as someone else. So at the end of the very first okay. movie, they reveal that they reveal who Grindelwald Depp. has been all the time, and it was Johnny Depp. So like, okay. but for all intents and purposes, in terms of the performance in this do they explain the bad been recast or do they it's not mentioned no they don't even bother it's not mentioned and here's the thing because i haven't even gotten the secrets of dumbledore mads mickelson i like him i did not like him in this movie i think he's phoning it in i've heard good he's for him. it though i disagree here's the thing about mad mads mickelson even if he's like phoning it in he's still good yeah I, I don't think he's bad i don't think he's bad but the whole time i was just like he doesn't give a shit about this. Yeah, he's doing his one blockbuster for this. Five you could tell. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it. Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell were both better in that part, mm. I think. And I just like again. I really like Mads Mikkelsen. I just think he didn't give a shit. And honestly, like I didn't give a shit I, watching. So yeah, if I was him, I wouldn't give a shit either. But um, uh, back to like the secrets of. Dumbledore. I will say something about that movie is that I at least appreciate that they actually tried to incorporate the Fantastic Beasts into the main plot because the last two movies mm -hmm. were like they were just like the side plot of the movie, even though they're like in the fucking title of the movie. Yeah. Um, they actually tried to like they actually gave Newt a reason to be in this movie, other than mm -hmm. unlike um unlike Crimes of Grindelwald. They intertwine so, yeah. the Fantastic Beast storyline pretty well into the whole Grindelwald and Dumbledore thing, which yeah, that was the issue with a big issue with the first two, even the first one, which is probably, I mean, a good movie in my opinion, um, is you've got like the fantastic beasts stuff. And then you've got the Grindelwald stuff and they're not connected. They're two different. You can make two different franchises wow. off of those two stories. You can make five films off of each of those, but they don't, connect until this this new one but even then for me um just the plot of secrets of dumbledore is just like i feel like it could have been better i wasn't interested yeah. i think you know and i think you know i think it's hard to really it's hard to follow up a movie like crimes of grindelwald a movie that is just so bad like it's hard to follow that up and make a good movie without totally retconning most of it you know undoing a ton of the stuff that they did but they don't do that they try and make it a continuation they don't do any like total retcons which just makes it, it it's so hard to continue 
such an awful movie. I think they did the best that they maybe could, but I still didn't love it. And, um, oh, this is something we texted about Edgar, Jessica Williams as Lally or Lally, my beloved. She (laughs) was awful. Like just bad. She was, it was like, Ooh, it, it was, she was so bad. And I, I don't know if she she was directed to play the character that way. If like David Yates, like wanted her to recite every single line with the exact same cadence, but it just came across (laughs) as just, it just was annoying. Like I just, I was sick of her. I didn't care about her. She was annoying. she was like acting like she was in a completely different movie, but you know what? At that point, like, I'll, I'll take that <laughs> over Crimes of Grindelwald. I'll take the ridiculousness of her character uh, over anything in Crimes of Grindelwald. I I'll take Secrets of Dumbledore over Crimes of Grindelwald, ten times out of ten. But you know, it doesn't. It's also it's also wild because like like you and I rewatched um, the last two movies in preparation for this, and her and the other characters is like. Uh, Newt's assistant. They're like in the Crimes of Grindelwald, but I don't remember shit from their scenes. They're like in maybe one or two scenes, apparently, allegedly. I don't know. Uh, Who? Uh, Lolly and the uh, Newt's assistant, like the red cat. I do not remember Lolly at all. Yeah, I don't remember ones. her at all. I know Newt's assistant has been around. She was given an actual role in this one, but yeah. And all of that, you know, those two, I, I would say Lolly probably lolly lolly whatever she probably wouldn't have even been in this movie if not for Catherine waterston yeah speaking it out really, against jk rowling yeah it feels like they like they wrote her wrote her part like to replace uh Catherine waterston yeah she's reduced to it i mean and it's so sad because the chemistry between and then just the dynamic between newt and uh tina Tina is like one of the biggest driving factors of that first movie and kind of a driving factor in the second one, even though they write it really horribly, it's Mm -hmm. still interesting. Like it's still maybe the only thing that's interesting in crimes of Grindelwald is them, even though it's still written poorly and they're barely in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like when you have that moment between them, you're like, Oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this, but it's really I don't know. It's really sad that they just took her out of the series because I feel like it made Newt a worse character. I feel like it obviously made Tina a worse character because she wasn't in it at all, except for a cameo. And it's just like, it's a bummer because that's one of the, that was one of the driving forces. It was one of the only things about the previous two films that was consistently like pretty wonderful and pretty like, enjoyable to watch and like engaging yeah. and they just yeah. cut it and that sucks yeah. yeah well before we move on um <laughs> um I just, i've uh, heard uh i've heard jude laws in this movie yes oh he's fantastic yeah i heard yes. he's like the best part yes yeah. oh yes and he was written really well too i really like i felt like i was watching dumbledore which I didn't yeah, really yeah. feel that during Crimes of Grindelwald as much, but I really felt like I was watching Dumbledore in this movie. The the way that he's able to deliver lines almost mm-hmm. exactly like um, what's his face, Michael Michael Gambon, uh, Gambon, yeah. Uh, the way mm-hmm. that he's able to deliver, like just like the way that he talks, is like really fucking like 
like you've totally mm-hmm. forgotten that it's Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, That's he, cool. he's, it's it's funny because I didn't really like the movie, but he's one of my favorite performances of the year because wow. he's he's really good and his writing is really good too. If there's one thing that that movie does right, it is him. Like he kills it. So yeah. I really I really enjoyed it. But all in all, I mean, it's the same thing as the other two. It's just another reminder of like, I, I just feel like you, you watch these movies and they just remind you of how good they could be. You just watch it and you're like, oh, this could be something else. This could be better. Like there's something good. This is an idea that was good that was executed poorly to me. Do you think if like, they stuck solely just focused on Dumbledore and Grindelwald for the whole trilogy, it would have been better? I think I if they know. had focused on one or the other... Yeah, yeah, and not tried to tell two stories at once because it was, it was stupid to bring in the Dumbledore and Grindelwald stuff when your first movie is all about Fantastic Beasts. Like, keep it that way, um, or at least is branded and marketed as all about Fantastic Beasts. And I think I'm interested in both stories. I just don't really. It's really hard to merge them, and I think that they kind of got themselves in a bind by titling the franchise Fantastic Beasts and then deciding that what they wanted to do was tell the Grindelwald and Dumbledore story, but it's still titled Fantastic Beasts, so they still have to keep Newt around and give him something to do. It's it's a mess. It's a, it do you think a that mess. was a pivot? Because did the first one do good with bots office was? I think that okay, they're fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's just, like, you... If it didn't, was that like was the pivot too like just focusing on Dumbledore because of that? Look, or? everything wrong with this franchise, you you can just blame it on JK because it's all JK. Like, like yeah, right. it is. It is, and that's the thing is like, you know, she's given people a very good reason to not like her, um, outside of her creative endeavors, but she's given people a good reason to not like her. Yeah, inside of her creative endeavors too. It's not like she's like writing fan- amazing movies and also being the worst, you know, mm-hmm. in the real world. Like she's writing bad movies and still being the worst. So it's like she just there's Blue's really Blue's. no you can't give her any credit anywhere. She doesn't deserve it in the first place. But even if she did, she there isn't any to give. Um, yeah, because these movies are just they're just constant reminders of how good they could be and. They're, they they intersperse just enough magical moments in between here and there that make you think, oh, maybe this will have as much magic as the worst Harry Potter. But it doesn't. Yeah. I think I've like, been like, wondering about these movies. Um, do they have like the the like elaborate like set design or the great <laughs> visual effects of the original series or okay like let, me, stuff? let me tell you this real quick is it like so, basically modern blockbusters or does it have like some elements of like the older movies it's kind of half because i'm just gonna give it's... you an... go ahead i'm gonna go give ahead. you a... i'm gonna give you an example and this is on the trailer so it's not a spoiler i guess when they cut when they go to this movie i don't really give a shit yeah, yeah, yeah uh when they finally go to hogwarts in this movie it feels so lifeless like it doesn't even feel like they're there, even though I'm, they're, I'm pretty sure they were actually filming on a set, but it doesn't even feel like it. It feels like very like uh, fabricated, it, like it's 
lit really weirdly. It, it almost, it's almost like lit like a, and I don't want to beat or a fucking dead horse that we've been doing like for a while now, but like it feels like a Marvel movie at times. Like it just feels like fake, like nostalgia, but it's like fake, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to blow you away the way Harry Potter did. Part of the reason that the magic of Harry Potter is so interesting it's is because fucking, it was film, oh, it's, it's so filmmaking good. magic too. Like it's not just magic in the world, it's magic in the sense of how did they do this? How did they put this to film? Like it looks great. It looks tangible and real. And I think, I, I do think, and I think that, um, Secrets of Dumbledore actually does this better than any of, than both of its predecessors. I think it looks, it has moments where it feels a lot more tangible than most modern blockbusters. It feels a lot more grounded, a lot more real. Like uh, it feels like they're, you know, shooting on location or, you know, it just, it feels a lot more, a lot less um, slap a green screen and we'll figure it out in post, um, which is the way that, a lot of a lot of modern blockbusters feel um and it still has plenty of moments where it does feel like that like edgar said the return to hogwarts pretty much feels hollow most of the time um wait so both times i, I thought they went to hogwarts in the second one both of them but barely yeah yeah really because that was the main selling point of the trailer for the second one yeah yeah for some reason this movie and i remember if, if it happens on the crimes of the world but when they go to Hogwarts, they, it plays like the big, like main Harry Potter theme. Like it's like this big, yeah. like this yeah. big moment. But when they go it's to not. Hogwarts in Crimes, it Crimes of Grindelwald, it's like not. It's just like whatever. Like when we're here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they played all the. They played like the fanfare and everything in this one on the return, and it was like. I feel like a lot of this movie, Secrets of Dumbledore, it was like trying to course correcting obviously but also like trying to draw people in and be like hey remember harry potter remember dumbledore remember hogwarts like you like this remember um which is why when they like blasted that music whenever they came back to hogwarts i was just kind of like i mean okay like it was like very try hard feels hollow actually yeah hollow yeah but again you know i and I, i will say like I think that there's a lot of moments in these movies, especially in this one, that I'm like, this looks more real. This looks more grounded and more tangible is the best way I can describe it um, than a lot of other blockbusters that are coming yeah. out today. Yeah. So I, And I appreciate it for that. It's not like the Batman, but it still has it's not more like moments. Lost, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has more moments where you're like, oh, yeah, this is... This feels this feels like they're there. This feels yeah. real. It feels a lot more grounded. But anyways, we can move on. We've talked too much. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let me check my, my list. Uh, I watched a little. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, a Tommy special on HBO. Uh, Gerard Carmichael's Roth Annual. Have you guys heard of this or seen this? Mm-mm. No. I think uh, I heard okay. heard it from you, but I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, it's a really well done uh, hour long Tommy special about um, it's like one of the most intimate specials I've seen. Uh, it's 
It's really well shot. It's directed by and edited by Bill Burnham, which is really cool. That's neat. Um, yeah. And it's about him is opening himself up to uh, to his fans and his uh, family also. It's more like he uh, comes out as gay in this special and he like reveals his name. His Gerard was was isn't his actual name. It's it's Rothaniel. And I think it's like it balances the wall of being funny as fuck and also really endearing and really intimate like, and emotional too. It's it's really well done. I would recommend it. Is this the one that you said that it was almost kind of like um, inside, like those vibes, or what's that? It's one? it's more along the lines of an actual like comedy special, like where he's on the stage talking to people, and as like inside's like a fucking very edited like vision, you know. But I'd say it has the vibes. It's more like yeah, like I said, it's intimate. It has the emotional impact of inside. So uh, I would recommend it if you. Like comedy specials. I'll have to check that out. I watched. Um, uh, do you guys know who Taylor Tomlinson is? No. She's so funny. Um, she had a Netflix special called Quarter Life Crisis a couple of years ago, and then her new one just came out called Look at You, and I watched it. It was it was the same set that I got to see live back in October when she was in Orlando, oh, that's and. Cool. Um, she is so so funny. I mean, like, like there's not a lot of a lot of women comedians, and you know, Amy Schumer erasure. <laughs> Another one I like I'll, is uh, I'll erase her. Liza Schlesinger is a good uh, woman comedian. Yeah, yeah, I like her. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, but also it's one of those. Um, I think it's one of those. Um, oh, what's the word? It's like in, it's one of those areas where there needs to be more. And but a lot of people I've seen a lot of people just be like Taylor Tomlinson is the best working female comedian right now. And I'm like, no, she's one of the best working comedians, period. Like you yeah. can just say that up front. She is hysterical. So if you like comedy, Taylor Tomlinson, she has t- two Netflix specials now. They're both I'll have to watch them. really, really incredible. Um, she's so funny. Just really. She's really good. But yeah i'm gonna go through a few real quick and stop me if you if you have any questions about them um my what was it one two three my fourth viewing of the year was um better nate than ever disney plus original <laughs> this one has uh joshua bassett from a show being pressed in i think right yeah i think so yeah. um my one comment about that movie is that it wants to say the word gay so bad, but oh, it since it's a Disney movie, they can't. So, yeah. Actually, saw that. Speaking of that, just before we decide, they're putting Love Simon, the final season, on Disney Plus, finally. Oh, that's man, good. That's cool. Man, that Wait. movie's so good. The first one. Uh, first one, yeah. Or no, it's not Love Simon. What's the. Love Victor? Love Victor, yeah. I'm sorry. Simon's. But uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then the second one after that was um the uh Charlie um wait, what was that? Uh, let me see. The Channing Tatum movie. Wait, he directed this? What the fuck? Um <laughs> the dog <laughs> He directed that? I guess with uh co directed it with um uh who rate Caroline, I guess. I don't know what what the name is. Um 
Yeah, this is definitely a movie. There's there's a scene where where he's trying to have sex with like two women, but the dog starts to like bark on the car, so he has to go outside and shut him down. And then a neighbor comes out to check on the dog, and they get on a fight, but the the dog bites the neighbor. Best part of the movie. Um, um so, yeah. I've I haven't seen that movie, but it's it's a hot seller at the theater I work at with all the old. People. I I I heard that from a friend from a friend that works at AMC yeah. too that. Apparently it, it was it got pretty packed at some point. I don't know why. Yeah, good for them, I guess. Um, after that, I watch um the new um uh, uh what, who is it uh Richard Linklater movie the Apollo movie oh. Apollo ten and a half. Um, the best compliment that I can give that movie is the animation. Like even though I can see why some people might think that it's distracting because it it looks like they painted over the actors. Um, it, it it looks fucking it looks fucking gorgeous. Like there's some scenes like towards the end, uh, where they're like at a Disney like park, Disneyland park. Um, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Like it's it's astounding. Um, it's on my I, list. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely I put it like it. on like a must watch list because even if you don't, even if you don't end up like really loving it, which I didn't. Um, I think like it, it's almost like one of those movies that I that's still like through chapters and some mm -hmm. some are better than others which can drag the movie a bit but the animation is incredible um speaking um, of richard linklater let me talk about this for a second ooh, i watched okay. the before trilogy for the first time hey. last week one of the best film tr trilogies i've ever seen just to put that out there it's fucking incredible all three of the, these films are so well made, and chemistry between Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy is incredible. It's some of the best I've ever seen in cinema. The, is it like a straight like? Gorgeous. Are they like straight like rom coms or are they like dramas? They're like rom dramas basically, but there's mm. some comedy in them too. And the writing is fucking incredible. I, the writing is amazing, and it's so natural <laughs> it's the way it's also the writing but the way these two play their characters are just so seems so real and it is like watch these movies if you haven't seen them they're easily some of them went to like my top films ever like they're fucking yeah. amazing one of the reasons why i haven't really watched those movies is because they kind of sound like the notebook but like stretched out as a trilogy <laughs> but um it's not it's not like as cheesy as a notebook it's like it's very real and very like basically to put it simply it's about these two people who meet and um i forgot where but it's in like in europe for a night have a night together then this is the first movie then they leave don't have any way of contacting each other say they're gonna meet in the same place like six months later then the next movie, not I don't want to spoil it, but like that's where it pits up. It's like about long distance, kind of like only having these um, one nights together, and mm. it's just it's about love, it's about humanity. It's, it's it blew me away. Like I love these movies so much. Is it a Preston biopic? What? <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I watch these movies as soon as possible if you haven't seen them. They're incredible. What What's your favorite of the three? Um, I'd probably say the second one, Before Sunset. It's, uh, the ending is amazing. <laughs> I love the ending of that movie. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. It's like, I did watch these movies. I didn't know anything going into them. That's probably why I love them so much. And yeah, there's amazing. Watch them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish, like, my last movie before. Yeah. Of the ones that I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, Fathers 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> forgot you watched this uh yeah it was like watching fantastic Beasts. it was for like a <laughs> review assignment whatever check it out let it review. Um, i'll say this about this movie it's it's not as preachy as you would think it would be based on what subject genre it falls in into this fucking like religious type of movies it's actually it, it tries to be more of an inspirational movie than a religious movie but i mean it kind of feels like that because you uh, like you you can't take mark Wahlberg so seriously as this character like yeah sure he's trying his best as, as being a serious actor or whatever but yeah like there's so many unintentionally funny moments and there and then there's some like that where they're actually trying to be funny and it's just like awkward so yeah um and then another movie that i think all of us have seen um might actually be the f oh no, no we talked about sonic um but um the other movie that i think all of us have seen is uh the unbearable weight of a massive talent nick cage um pedro pascal uh i'll i'll say this about this movie the last time that i watched a trailer for this i was fucking pissed off because it was for our first watch between me and Josh. We watched this everything together, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and they played like one of the final trailers, and it literally spoils like half of the movie. Like, like I didn't really know going into the movie that it was gonna be about Nick Cage infiltrating this like exactly criminal or whatever, and they spoil all of that in the trailer. Um, but yeah, like it's a really funny movie. Maybe joke in. 2022, the whole Paddington 2 bit. Best part uh, of the movie. It's in, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Pedro Pascal, he needs to do more comedy. Um, he's almost, almost kind of like striking me like the, maybe not the next um, Channing Tatum, but like, you know how the first time that people realized that he was a good actor was with like 21 Jump Street with like comedy. Um, it's almost like that, but I mean, we've known that Pedro Pascal is a good actor, but like he's, he's really also good like comedy. he's pr like probably the best part of the bubble. Also, like, he's funny. Though. Yeah, as yeah. funny as that movie can be. <laughs> yeah, and I mean you can't go wrong wrong with a uh, Nick Cage being Nick Cage yeah. in the most Nick Cage movie ever. So yeah, <laughs> that's what you know. It I I was so impressed by. Like, I, I think Pedro Pascal stole this movie. Like, he stole the show. I was, he was so funny the entire time. It just, I, he had me in stitches so many separate occasions. Um, and that, you know, and I love Nick Cage in the movie, but it is really difficult. Like, this had to have been, like, this had to have been the most difficult movie to, like, steal, if that makes sense. Like, it's got to be so hard to be the, like, 
this movie is about Nick Cage. It's for Nick Cage. It's a hundred. It's all about Nicolas Cage. It is the quintessential Nicolas Cage movie. And Pedro Pascal stole the show. Like that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And I love Nick Cage in it. I thought he was great. I liked the movie um, quite a lot. But it just like I was really surprised and uh, impressed by like how good Pedro Pascal was in a movie that was so 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 centered on a different character. Yeah. Um, maybe also fun. You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I thought it was like. Maybe this is like the first time in a pretty significant time where I where I found like Tiffany Haddish funny again. Like yeah. I think she's she's a funny person, but like sometimes she's like really like over the top, and I think she was just like perfect in this movie, like level of comedy. Yeah, she does. She she's one of those comedians slash comedic actors who just has their shtick and sticks to it, and it works for some people and it doesn't work for some people. But I liked her a lot in this one. I think she's been the best in After Party recently. She was great in that show. Oh, yeah, she's great in that, yeah. Yeah. But uh, this movie... <laughs> I, I like this movie. It's a fun time. Um, It's nothing special. I'm not a huge Nicholas Stage fan, so maybe that's probably why I didn't love this movie. But, like, Pedro Pascal's amazing. It's a, it's a fun, entertaining time, and... Padding two, padding two rights. Always have to love that. Fuck that person, that critic that gave it a bad review, so it wouldn't <laughs> keep its hundred percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Um, but who wants to go next? Who wants to share? I can go. I saw Morbius. <laughs> Morbius. That was this. That was this. Um, month. that was this month. <laughs> That was this month. Um, what else did I see? I saw Coda. Absolutely loved it. It was the first time I'd seen it. Here's a skip um, over Morbius. That's, that's all you have to say. <laughs> I don't care. You don't know what I think. Um, Coda was great. Coda was great. I probably wouldn't have given it uh, every award that it won, but I do think that it, like, I'm not mad, but it won it, you know, that it won those awards I'm, i can't be upset because i loved it so much yeah um so love that watched the nice guys twice this month wow. um which makes five this year one of the greatest comedies of all time ryan gosling gives literally i think the greatest comedic performance of all time in that movie mm-hmm. that i've seen the greatest comedic performance that i have seen uh is ryan gosling in the nice guys i could watch that movie a million times um and then Morbius, I watched Morbius. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I'm like back. looking at my list. It's Jared Leto's just like staring at me in the post. Right um, <laughs> Morbius, what is there to say about Morbius that hasn't been said? Um, I was on my phone in the theater, um, which I really don't do unless it's a, a do or die situation yeah. and it wasn't a do or die situation i just thought i it, well it was the only was one high. there um i was only i was in like the big dolby theater so i was the only one in my row so i wasn't bothering anyone that's yeah. why i did it. i wouldn't have done it if i was like next to somebody but it was an empty theater almost because mm. no one cares about morbius um it was it was bad there's just no plot 
it's all vibes and i liked the vibes i i enjoyed like the tone and i think that the visual effects were really really good um and i liked a lot of the cinematography as well so i like the vibes of the movie but that's all that that's all there is there's no substance at all it's mm. just vibes which is fine the vibes are good the vibes are worth one star on letterbox el muerto but that's sweet. all there is <laughs> <laughs> that's all there is just the vibes uh, the um, only thing i've seen from this movie i haven't watched it yet but the only thing i've seen is the scene of matt smith dancing as a vampire and they keep it that way because that's good yes it's, it's fun. yeah this and that's you know why because there's no plot going on there it's just the vibes <laughs> just, and the vibes yeah. are good the morbius vibes are good morbius plot there isn't one um it's so dumb it's so dumb um and the thing about um the thing about morbius that makes me the most flabbergasted is the post credit scene because yeah. you, and it leaked before the movie came out and I saw it Poor and man. I was like ah whatever like it's weird but okay I thought it would somehow I, I thought it would make sense after watching Morbius it doesn't like at all like there's because number one like it, it ruins the vultures character arc from homecoming which sucks because homecoming is so good and he's so good in that movie but beyond that like if you were to even not even think about that toss that aside right morbius as a character in his own movie the entire time just wants to get rid of his vampire side like he wants to not be a vampire anymore he's trying to stop uh he's trying to stop matt smith's character from killing people and he's like he's trying to be a good guy the whole time and i'm like okay yeah like i can get behind that um no mention of spider-man the entire time in the movie which again is fine but then for the post-credit scene for him for vulture to just fly up and be like i think it has something to do with spider-man let's go kill him and morbid's just like i'm interested like what do you mean what You've been a good guy this whole movie. You've been like trying to get rid of your vampire. <laughs> What do you even mean? It makes no sense for either character. And it, it makes me so mad because it just like it ruins it ruins Vulture's arc, whatever. But it also like Morbius himself doesn't really have an arc in the movie. But if he did, it would ruin it. It ruins I whatever did. they the very little that they did for that character is thrown in the garbage too. It just it doesn't make any sense. I so just fun. know that they filmed that post-credit scenes uh, behind uh, Kevin Feige's back <laughs> because they filmed that thing two weeks before release and then they leaked it on purpose. I bet you'll notice. Um, I mean, the director right just spoiled the whole thing on Twitter like a week so before. Stupid. <laughs> Michael Keaton is not actually in that second post-credit scene. He's only in the first one. The second post-credit scene is just his voice and the vulture. Like they didn't have him on location at all. It, he did like a voiceover and then they just put it with like footage of some guy in the vulture suit, CGI vulture. I noticed that. Like he doesn't take he his mask sense. off at all. That made me mad too because it, was, it just felt so half-hearted. The whole thing. Ah! <laughs> he was busy filming the flash. 
Ayo. And, and Be careful from those chairs. I do. God. I care about Michael Keaton. That's who I yeah, care whatever. about. He had his chance. You're going to be the one person who likes that movie. <laughs> well, I'm not the only person who likes that movie. Okay, I can't imagine seeing Michael Keaton beating up people as Batman. Like, this is not so like a, Have you seen Birdman? <laughs> this, is, this is not like a Ben Affleck sense where he's like fucking buff and he's like in his 40s 50s but like no he's old <laughs> he is an old man who cares i kind of care <laughs> <laughs> i kind of care and also it's stupid that the flash movie is gonna have like like not a lot of flash we don't know that there's two of them two guys in the worst movie it's just it's dumb that they're putting like they're bringing keaton back and they're bringing affleck back and they're introducing supergirl in the flash movie it's like just let it be the flash it says it's flashpoint bro what? okay here's the thing about it's flashpoint the comic we know that it's flashpoint but like it's just a fucking excuse rid of the stuff when you can just ignore oh, that yeah. shit like Technically, they've said that the Snyder Cut doesn't exist in this universe, so... And you just fucking recast Batman, Superman at recast, this point. Recast it's, it. Just recast. Nobody, and nobody, not, don't acknowledge it. Yeah. If JK did it, they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't dumb. know. I love 89 Batman, so I'm excited for that. I like Michael Everyone Keaton as Spider-Man. Batman. Everybody likes Michael Keaton as Batman. Um... It's just going to be weird, though. Yeah. So but old. It's weird. <laughs> I care. Uh, try, I'll anyway. try not to care. <laughs> anyway, switching from movies to TV a bit. Um, so I finished um, rewatching Stranger Things for the upcoming mm. season four. Um, man, I wish Netflix wouldn't just dump all of their fucking shows at, in one sitting for people to fucking binge because like i love this show like it's so fucking good even at its worst points it's still kind of good um i i still don't understand that subplot in season three where they try to make billy hook up with the with mike's mom <laughs> it doesn't it, it doesn't even go anywhere so yeah. i don't understand it um but yeah like man like ah the vibes those mm-hmm. characters like uh it pisses me off that I I didn't remember half of what happens in that show because I can't tell you a thing that happens in season two. <laughs> yeah, and watching season, I I remember really disliking season two after a rewatch. I still think it's my least favorite of the three, but I still think it's pretty. In- it's better than I remember it. Yeah, um, that eleven episode like on it looks like they're on Chicago or something. I don't know where they are. Oh, the side episode. The yeah, the side it. episode pointless. I don't know. Like, I know that they say that, that they did. They, I know they say they did it for a reason, but like, it, it doesn't even seem like they did it for a reason. Like, season four is like right around the corner, and none of those characters have. Like, Wait, was that season marketing. two or season three? Two. Okay, I thought it was season three. Yeah, and I don't see if they're not in season four. I don't see them bringing them back on season five because like nobody gives a shit about them. Like, yeah. Why bring them back if nobody's emotionally attached to them? Um, but yeah, like I 
probably my favorite discovery from rewatching this show again is just how much I fucking love uh, David Harbour. Like mm -hmm. he gives me such like um, Harrison Ford vibes, like that type of like charisma. Like he's so fucking good as that character. Um, can't wait to see him again in season four. Um, wish he had like better projects besides Stranger Things. I know that he's in like whatever way. That hell. He just boy. got casted in uh, or cast in um, Cooper Wright's next movie. So that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Cooper I Wright. was thinking, I was thinking mostly about like how he was in Suicide Squad briefly. <laughs> um, and Hellboy. Hellboy, which who is are we talking about? David, David Harbour. Who's in Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah. The first one? one, yeah. The first one. Really? It was like one of the yeah. the intelligent or the yeah like, politicians or whatever. I don't know what he government was. people. Yeah, I, I did not even know that. Waller. Had no idea. Yeah, he's like barely yeah. in it though. Yeah, he was also in that Johnny Depp movie, uh, Black Mass or whatever. Um, Is that movie good? It's incredibly mid. But... I remember watching the trailer for it. The trailer is fantastic. It's like one of the best trailers like in the last decade. Like it's really fucking good. But that movie is just so forgettable. Like Johnny Depp is good in it, but other than that, justice for Johnny Depp. That's what I watched this month. A lot <laughs> of that a trial. Lot of, uh, a lot of videos. Me yeah, I didn't watch a lot of the edits, but I like I straight up like streamed it. Really, a lot of it. Yeah, because I don't. You know, I I don't fully trust. Twitter edits and TikToks on this kind of stuff. Like, I want to yeah. actually watch it yeah, and know good. the context of everything that happens. I don't want to just like trust what the internet's saying. Um, but, and I haven't, I didn't watch it all. But, like, from what I did watch, the internet's probably pretty right about most things. Yeah. <laughs> so, her, her lawyers seem like fucking hats. Yeah. He's a fucking it's idiot. A, <laughs> it's all a mess. You know, and even if he, like, he, even if he loses, like, he, he already did regain public. Uh, he regained public. Uh, yeah, the public. Yeah, and that definitely. is probably what half of it was about. I don't think he probably cares more about that than the money, because he's yeah, probably going to start getting jobs again if he wants yeah. it. So. Yeah, for for me that I know this is completely different from it's what, what we, we watch. watch. It's not. It's on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but like for me, that entire case is like probably one of the most pointless cases in celebrity like yeah uh history because like all of the information that that the public has been quote unquote receiving it's public knowledge we've known that for yeah, like but... two or three years like this is not new news like we've known this just because it wasn't televised last time it doesn't mean that this is new <laughs> um mm. but yeah i think the whole point of it was for him to um regain public trust yeah um so that he would start getting jobs again and you know even if he loses there yeah. there will be like a public outcry if he loses which is exactly what he probably wants you know and i think you know he i know there's been rumors of him actually being really difficult to work with on set and stuff like that and like he may still be like like we don't know any of these people he might be not a good guy but at the end of the day um I, win or lose technically he's still won you know he yeah, got he's getting opinion. what he wanted public opinion um yeah. out of it and 
I'm happy for him in that sense because he's clearly been through a lot. I think the drug use, you know, watching the way he talks um, about their relationship and it's just like, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a lot. And huh? Honest, like genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's, it's very, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, again, and I think this is something I mentioned y'all in the chat, but like, I haven't obviously been through anything like that to its full extent because, uh, they were married for so long. Um, and actors <laughs> and actors and it hit these these yeah. really high emotional you know uh, moments but like some of the way that the way that he talked about her the way that um he like referred to her the way that he told stories the way that he described where his mind was when all of this was going on was just like it hit home for me in a lot of ways because of you know a relationship that i was in a couple of years ago and i just like just watching it i was just like damn like i because he, again, he could be a bad person. Who knows? He could be really difficult to work with on set. Who knows? Who cares? Um, it was uh, just, re- it's really sad to hear yeah. about all of that. Yeah. yeah. The, but, the one, the one thing about this case that kind of scares me that it will have like a double edge effect on like public perception, I guess, uh, is that now people are trying to like, look at other cases and like point fingers like oh you were actually a liar like recently um with the whole evan rachel rachel wood um situation with uh marilyn uh, manson like like how she basically some she's described her relationship like very toxic and how she was basically like raped on tape um which there's actually this whole on hbo if you want to watch it um I, is yeah, it out yet? I've, I've been on. Was that Sundance, I think, right? I, yeah, I think I think it is out at least yeah, part one because it's it. it's two parts. Um, but yeah, basically now people are using this Johnny Depp um case to defend um Marilyn Manson from that like from those accusations, oh. and it's just fucking dumb. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, the two, in, the internet is gonna internet, so there's nothing you can really do about that. Um, speaking of Do- Johnny Depp, something I have watched. Um, Pirates, finally. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. I watched that this month. Liar. <laughs> Fuck you, just kidding. Damn it. That's on you. I mean, honestly, like that. We're not, I'm not, hurt, I'm not hurt by the fact that you, that you didn't watch Dead Man's Chest. You're hurt by that fact. Okay. Hello, Tyler. Tyler, my love. Tyler, um, should I send you the StreamYard link? Do you want to join? <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's something that we all watched that I would like to talk about. That we all watched this month. I know, um, I know, I know what you're going to talk about, but let me let's save that for like the end. Let me just take one one thing out of the way. I, and I was not. Here, what, what do you think I was going to talk about? Is it the Noah movie? No. Okay. The no. What? If you want, Tyler, you could join. It, was, it is not okay. The Northman. We okay. can talk about The Northman later. Okay, no, okay, I'm okay. talking about it. the greatest movie of all time, Ambulance. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> so 
Bayhem. Yes, Bayhem. That's Bayhem, baby. That, dude, just what just happened right now is ambulance is the best description of ambulance. Put in drone shot. <laughs> I feel like we don't even need to talk about it now. Uh, I love this movie. Ironically, I love this movie. Go for it. Go for it. Without this, it's good. It is the most enjoyable headache I've ever had in my life, and I would have it again. Um, And it would give me a headache again because the score and the cinematography and Jake Gyllenhaal as a whole is just like all cranked to 150% and uh, somehow it's sick as Perfect hell. Perfect feels good. <laughs> that surgery what? scene. Holy shit. Which like, one? It could... The surgery scene? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. I went into the uh, I went into the movie thinking like thinking that I wouldn't be very good, frankly. I went into it just thinking like you know, it, it didn't look very good at all, but I was no. doing this triple header. So I was just like, eh, might as well. It's in Dolby and I want to see anything in Dolby that I can um, just because I love Dolby. That must have been painful Dolby for you. Crazy. It was painful because I have bad ears. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it uh, <laughs> the whole time I was just like, this is the craziest <laughs> thing that has ever happened like so many times during the movie like i just multiple multiple moments throughout the movie where i just was watching the screen i just be like this is the most batshit insane thing i have ever seen in a movie and then 20 minutes later i would be like no this is the most batshit insane thing i've ever seen in a movie and it happened like five or six times those drone shots are fucking incredible the whole yeah. movie is a chase scene. It's, it's awesome. A, yeah. It's in it's a third act basically for the entire runtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the third act. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, it's, so it's cool. a fun time. I was surprised that the they're not great. It's not a masterclass, but like the characters weren't terrible. They're kind of yeah. good. The ending it. was trying to like ham and ham fist, right? Hammy, ham and cheesy. The whole thing is ham and cheesy. That's the point. Oh, like, no, but like, what? I don't know. That's true. Did, did you really wanted all of them to die? <laughs> That's the ending that you wanted? Or? Maybe. <laughs> he wanted Rogue One in ambulance. That, that, that this is very like, like over melodramatic. Was that that's the word? That's Michael Bay, though. All of it was. <laughs> this is a whole movie. But like, especially the, like the ending with like the music and like it's. Uh... I, I love. I when will everything else is cranked up to one hundred fifty percent, I don't care. crank it all. Yeah. <laughs> give me, like, give me too much of everything. It was a this, fun time. This might be the first time in a pretty long time where I feel like the Michael Bay humor kind of works because it never works. But for mm. some reason, it works in this movie. Like that entire joke where they're making fun of the young of the of the younger guy. Like at the beginning of the movie, like it goes nowhere, but it's still kind of funny, even though it's not. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Um, yeah. Also, the whole thing about Jake Gyllenhaal having um, AIDS or something. I don't remember what he had. Like, what's the point of that joke? 
there's no point, but it's there. It's and it's the most. <laughs> it's one of the most unique. Uh, maybe the maybe the most unique movie that I saw in the month of March. Um, April is what I said. And yeah. What I meant to say. Anyways, I, it's oh, it's so crazy, and I just. I mean, it was really, really something. Um, I'm scared right now. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler what do you got to say? Tyler, uh, if you want to join, let's save that for last, so we can have Josh. We can give Josh something to uh, to freak about. <laughs> I, I it, it's funny because when I was watching Ambulance, I had to um, I had to register for the cast member previews for guardians of the galaxy, the new ride the here. Red. Yeah. So I was on my phone for not like I, I was paying attention to the movie 10 times more than I paid attention to Morbius. But, um, I was like glancing at my phone to try and refresh the page to get like the registration page to load and all that stuff. So, and it opened right at midnight and right at midnight was the exact time that the surgery scene started. Yeah. <laughs> and so like i'm you know when you're like it's like it's like when spider-man tickets went on sale or like dr strange tickets like yeah. when you're like you're i mean you're refreshing free like with just ferocity just like oh my god i need it to load i need it to load and you're freaking out you're freaking out well that's happening on my phone and in front of me is the surgery scene and i'm just like it, it was i've never been so overstimulated and okay with it in my life you were basically a Isa Gonzalez character in that scene freaking out about uh, I don't know what <laughs> so much happening there's so much happening and I I just it was it was exhilarating it was exhilarating probably one of the big reasons why I had a headache from uh, from this movie is be not only because of the movie itself and the fucking like sound and the, what, what the fuck was it, happening it on gave me screen. a genuine real headache um, yeah me too but I was sitting like Like, okay, so I watched this movie like, last month. I watched it like on an early screening uh, on Mexico. So I could just cross the border whenever there's an early movie over there. And I just go and come back. Um, and I got to see like, like on section B. So I was like on the front. So that's another factor as to why I had got a wow. fucking headache from this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, a, uh, it was worth it. I had sushi while I was watching the movie. It was great. It was perfect. Go watch it. It is so <laughs> insane. Yeah, they sell sushi over there, Josh. Oh, wow. Mexican sushi. Yeah. Um, Since Tyler wants us to talk about it a bit, Everything Everywhere All at Once, I saw it two more times this month. Masterpiece. I watched it again. Every time. Uh, one, more, one more time, and uh, I was bullied into giving it a five out of five instead of a four and <laughs> yes. five. Um, I I don't want to repeat my it again. I don't. I don't we have like repeat... a whole episode about it, and we talked about it on the last episode also on the H24 episodes. So yeah, if you want to hear yeah. us talk about it, there's a lot of it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to repeat I... myself, but that line, that uh, alley scene about um, um, what's his face? Um, fuck, I keep forgetting the the names of the Wayman. characters. Wayman. Wayman. There you go. Uh, when he's giving the speech about uh, how he would have been perfectly fine doing laundry with um, Michelle Yeoh. Perfect. I didn't cry the first time when I watched it, but on the second time, 
tears. Yeah. I really need to, I, I'm excited to, I need to go back and watch it again just because um, it's one of those movies that you watch it. it it's kind of like, and y'all, y'all are going to hate me for this before I explain it, but it's kind of like Spider-Man No Way Home. And I will tell you why. Um, I get that. It's just one of those things where like you watch it the first time and you're like, oh my god like so much is happening you're feeling so much you didn't expect to feel it's overwhelming to the point where yeah to the point where you get out and you're like what like i remember when i first watched no way home i got out and i was just like i feel like i dreamed that like i don't even know what to think of that like what do i even say about that movie um so everything everywhere when i got out i was just like that was so much that i wasn't prepared for what Tyler, you didn't love it? That is sad. What a tragedy. How? Josh is disappointed, but but that's good. I respect your opinion, Tyler. It's good that you feel like (laughs) I respect your opinion. Because it's you, Tyler. It It was anyone else that would Josh always has the objectively correct opinion on everything, as we all know. Only I am right. You (laughs) did. The guy that hates on Sam Raimi is right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's always correct yeah. about everything. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, Preston, watch this movie then. If you have an IMAX theater near you, it's an IMAX this weekend or this week. This everything weekend. everywhere is. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back to IMAX. Yeah, before I never Dr. saw it in IMAX in the first place. Well, it's only this week because there's nothing else. Oh, so go, go see look. it. I think they still have Secrets of Dumbledore in IMAX. On me, I think it was last week, but this weekend it's. I will check right now because I want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I have a kind of a crazy story. Uh, The two last movies that I watched uh, on April. Uh, So last week, yeah, last week, last Thursday, uh, I had a reservation to go to Disneyland, but when I got there to the park. The fucking reservation wasn't there. Oh, yeah. And they didn't, they wouldn't let me in because I guess they didn't like me or something. Or something. Like, they were literally telling me, you can't come in as like an entire crowd of like 20 people were coming out of the park. But, um, yeah. but anyway, um, so I couldn't just, I, I went to Disneyland. I, I live in San Diego and I have to go to LA, to Anaheim anytime that I want to go to Disneyland. So I was like, okay, so I, I can't live. I, I just can't leave, like, I can't grab my shit and leave to back home because, I mean, first of all, I have people with me, so they, they're actually going to try to enjoy their day before uh, before they before they want to go back home. So I was like, eh, fuck it, I'm just going to go to AMC and see what whatever they're playing. And I did, I did a double feature. Um, the first movie that I watched that day was The Bad Guys. I um, saw this yesterday. Yeah, the the next um, Spider Verse, the next no, Netflix, yeah. hey, you can't you you can't disrespect the animation. I'm talking the animation. About yeah, the animation is is really well done. It's really unique, and the editing in some of those uh, action sequences is really good. Yeah, like everything else is all right. It's, it's a really right. nice like throwback to like um, heist movies, like Ocean's Eleven. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely more um, toward like towards. Um, like kids um but i don't know i had a fun time with the movie i thought it was very by the numbers but yeah um uh or 
the only thing that I'll say about this movie is that sassy beats. <laughs> it's the closest thing you'll get to understanding furries. Is what I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. Uh, we said that live, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> no one will watch this. Who cares? Um, but yeah. So that was, um, oh, I guess Preston, <laughs> Preston commented on, on, on my review. The bad guys? No, I haven't seen the bad guys. Also, I commented on your review. Yeah, you said something about James Corden or something. You said something about James Corden. I did because the fucking villain of this movie looks like him and sounds like him. No, it doesn't. It looks like him. It fucking looks like him. Go fucking. I don't have anything against him. That doesn't mean that the fucking character descent doesn't look like James Corden. It's just a fucking (laughs) guinea fig. Google the picture, people. Google the picture. Um, I am going to see everything everywhere and the Northman again on Sunday. Uh, Speaking of the Northman, the second movie that I watched that year, that year, that day, um, was the Northman. Um, What a fucking experience! What a fucking experience! It's so captivating. It's so immersive. Um, It's. I don't want to say this because it sounds like an insult to the movie, but it's really not. Uh, it's like the Green Knight, but for dummies. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I don't mean it as an insult. The fucking movie is. <laughs> Come back here. But yeah, I know that you really want to talk about this movie. Come on. <laughs> Okay. I guess yeah. This movie, back. um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's fucking yeah. It's really well made. Robert Edgers is uh, I think he crafted one of the best like medieval revenge stories like I've ever seen. One of the best um, uh, medieval epics, I think. Like yeah, in a long time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wait, what the fuck? You if you exactly. uh, if you want the dummy to come back, just <laughs> let me know whenever come dummies back. are allowed back on this this show. Um, come back, my beloved. <laughs> but uh, Alexander Skarsgård, holy shit! One of the best physical performances that I've seen in a long time. Such a good transformative role and performance. You forget that he's a Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah, um, he was so good. He was so good. I, I mean, his the way he delivered, like when he is on the hill and he's like, and I am his vengeance, like chills. I was just like, oh my God, it's yeah. unbelievable. I I didn't really think this on my second watch of the movie, but on the first time, I, I kind of thought that the first act kind of dragged a bit, but like... On the second viewing, it fucking flows. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Like the way that it, the not only the characters and the storylines, but the way the the world is set up. It's like it it feels like very like alive. Uh, it feels very like 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 you're actually in there, like with the characters. Um, one of the that, that it, when it actually happens and I mean this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer but when it actually when 
Ethan Hawke's character die. That entire it's sequence. It's Hamlet. You know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what inspired entire... Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, like um, actually, that's yeah that's true. Like the legend inspired Shakespeare to write Hamlet. That's why his name's Amleth. Shakespeare just took Hamlet and swept the H around. You mean to tell me that it didn't come from uh, the Lion King? No, that was the first one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie is fucking awesome. Um, William Dafoe, even as a voiceover, he's fucking incredible. Um, Nicole Kidman, like the the oh fact that Nic- the fact that Nicole our Kidman, queen, the queen of our show, she was yeah, fucking yeah. incredible in her like one like bid scene. Yeah, oh the God. fact the fact that she's not gonna get any recognition recognition for this movie but she got recognition for like being the ricardo it's a it's a fucking crime because she's like you remember that scene like it's gonna stay with you like for Mm -hmm. the rest of the year like you're you're, it's like one of those big if if she was nominated for for an oscar that would be like her big like moment i'm i just want y'all to see this while i'm getting this ticket that little red dot. Can it's you see? Empty. It's an empty theater, huh? That's me. It's for Sunday, though. Yeah, I know. At 9.55 p.m. That's sad. That's a perfect seat, though. Yes. Anyways, Nicole Kidman. Great. <clears throat> Speaking of Nicole Kidman. I think and... some of the best um, sound... I still want to touch on Northman for... Go for it. One more thing I want to say. Yeah, no. some of the best cinematography and sound design. Oh yeah, I've seen this yeah. year easily. The score is so good, and the story yeah. is yeah, score is really good. Like I know, like, like, there's like, some like there's some really good one shots in this movie. A lot Holy of them. Shit, there's a yeah. lot. Yeah, watching that um that interview about um Eggers and Scarscar breaking down the scene for I think it was uh. Who was it? Variety or one of those fucking outlets? Uh, uh, the one they're breaking down the, the scene for the opening, um, for the opening like first act where they're like when we're first introduced to like Scar Skirt, like the older version of Hamlet. Um, like how like, the precision of that, just that one shot is it's so fucking good. Like, like it's such a yeah. sim. You would think you would think it would be like a pretty simple shot. It's just like a like a dolly shot and then it goes to like like a like a one shot like a single shot of like uh scar scar but like it like how long it took them to just get that like that shot is fucking incredible and i really want them to release like the concept art for this movie because the way that he described it is like they like they um they uh, basically like they're like um storyboards is they he described it like almost like as a graphic novel because of how detailed it was ah, and, cool. and, and and you can tell like on the finished product so yeah mm-hmm. yeah Preston, what were you to say about Nicole Kidman well I just I was just gonna throw in that I also watched Moulin Rouge yeah which I really fantastic enjoyed. um yeah, I liked it a lot. It's my mom's favorite movie, so she'd been like begging me to watch it for a long time. Um, was was that your first time? Yeah, it was my first time watching, watching it. Wow. Um, 
I had like no idea what I was getting into. One of the horniest <laughs> was, movies I've seen. It it was yeah. I had no idea, but it was it was good. It was one of those it's movies really that I was good. like, this is a lot, and like movies that are out like just so much um, spectacle. It was really hard to pull off because it's hard to nail the characters in that as well. And uh, Baz Luhrmann, it's what he does yeah. best. Yeah, he he killed it, but. Yeah, I watched that. I lo- I thought Nicole Kidman was great in that movie. Yeah, um, she was awesome. But yeah, back to the Northmen. I I I remember, you know, similar to Ambulance, there were multiple times in the Northmen where I was like, "This is the dopest thing I've ever watched." I was like, "This is so cool. This is just like the whole thing is just fucking cool." There's really no other way to put it for me, like to distill it into like one, uh, just one way to describe that movie is just like dope as hell. Just cool. Like just everything that happens is just like, that's dope. That's cool. Like, it's just so, I don't know. It just was very, just the whole time. I was just like, this is, it's so unique and so interesting in the way that they go about it all. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I'm curious, what's your guys' um, favorite shot of, like, singular shot of the movie? Because for me, like, the one that I keep coming back to in my mind is that uh, I think it's after he gains the the sword. I forgot the name of the sword. But, like, when he's, like, putting it, like, on top of the hut and then the sun starts to rise. And he's it's like a silhouette shot, kind of, of Skarsgård. That like probably is my favorite shot of the entire movie. Yeah, that's good. Mine is um when we after the uh, years later flashback when it's them rowing on the boat. Like it starts in the the jungle and it's meets them and sits on the boat as and zooms in on him rowing. It's really cool. I liked the mm. entire final um, battle. Battle. Yeah, yeah, when they're in the in the lava, I thought that was. That was really well shot. It was really beautiful. Yeah. My friend um, on my second movie, he, after the movie, he was like, didn't you get like Battle of the Heroes vibes? And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Another film I just wanted to talk about real quick. If you think uh, Ambulance was a fucking insane movie, Preston, you need to watch Climax. This mm. is, I rewatched it this month. One of the most batshit crazy movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's by Dasper Noah. It's an A24 film. It's It starts off with a, I think, 12-minute one-take dance sequence. Oh, wow. It's about these French dancers having a party, like a night, um, and someone spites the punch with LSD. Oh, wow. And it's, it starts with a, like a, this then the euphoric state. Then it cuts mm-hmm. to a forty-five minute one take scene twins, where <laughs> it's it's a follows everyone wow. as they experience a nightmarish trip. It is yeah, that, fucking insane. That's crazy. It is incredible, and I so technically moment. It is amazing. Definitely yeah, like you need to watch that. For, yeah, yeah. For I, I that's on my list. Um, but yeah, like for that week, last week where we did the A24 episode, I rewatched two A24 movies. Um, um, the Norseman for Smart People, uh, The Green Knight, <laughs> and uh, and Lady Bird. 
<laughs> nice. Um, man, I love the Green Knight. It's a, it's a fucking good. Mm, that's amazing. The entire Preston character. doesn't get it. I will try it again someday with <laughs> yeah. subtitles. I bet I might like it more with subtitles. Because one thing I remember about the Green Knight is like because of just the way they talk, I was not put off by it, but because sometimes I am not good at hearing things. Uh, <laughs> I remember like not fully comprehending what had just been said. But if I yeah, could like I read that. it as they say it, I might like it more and I might understand the story of it a lot more. Um, because I know that was like, that was a really big issue for me. The first and I guess only time that I've seen it. Kind of shocked because like the first like 30 minutes of the Northman is kind of like that. Look at that type of like dialogue, at least. like Oh, yeah. No, there were there yeah. was a little bit there was I for. I wasn't sure if I was gonna be all in on the Northmen for a little bit. I was like, I am not sure how I'm feeling about this. Just kind of like the same thing. I was like, I don't know if I'm like engaging with it as much as I want to <clears throat> or connecting with it. I guess. Um, but eventually, it very much roped me a in. A film like that, similar to that that I watched for, for the first time this month is The Witch, Robert Edgar's first film, and uh, it's. It's fucking disturbing. It's like unsettling as shit. But like, yeah, the dialogue I just couldn't really get into because I'm dumb. Yeah, Among Us, the movie. <laughs> honestly, like, honestly, our joy is amazing in that movie. The vibes are great. I respect She's... it, but I don't love it. Yeah, she's great in The Northman too. Um, probably the heart oh, yeah. and soul of that movie. She's really good. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you would think, like, going into that movie, and even as you watch it, that the heart and soul of the movie is going to be Nicole Kidman, just because of what the plot tells you that it's going to be. But then it does, like, that switch halfway through, and it's ah, so good. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, to else? end it, I guess, I want to talk about two bid TV shows that returned this month. Yeah, I think first, I know. First, I rewatched Res Russian Doll Season 1. In preparation for season two, season one is fucking a masterpiece. I love that season so much. Um, the direction, the cinematography, the writing. Then I watched season two, and um, it's still really fucking good, but it's a bit more messy, but it's also a bit more ambitious with what it's doing. Yeah, which is uh, for that, huh? <laughs> I said euphoria. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen Russian Doll. It just sounds to me like you're describing Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, honestly, I didn't think about all. that, but it's not a bad similarity, yeah. Um, yeah, like, again, like how I was saying with Stranger Things, as I was rewatching that show this month, um, pisses me off that I don't really remember these Netflix shows after a, a while, which doesn't really happen with other, other like, services yeah. like i remember most of the hbo shows um and it's because of the like week to week Weekly. yeah but uh but yeah watching um season two of russian doll and i didn't rewatch the first season because i just didn't have time yeah. um i was very lost at times because again i don't really remember season one a lot i, I remember loving the hell out of it um but uh yeah, like I felt very lost at first. Yeah, especially because this season does a very different thing 
as opposed to the first one because the first one is about like dying and then coming back and kind of you're on hot day uh, yeah it's 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 almost like learning how to love your life in a way at least the first season and then the season two is more about like generational trauma yeah it's time travel is the big thing this season and yeah it's like generation trauma which is the big thing in in hollywood right now yeah um i i will give season two kudos for being more risky in that sense but i thought it was good i i i don't think if i'm having a hard time remembering season one and not because it's not good but because in a while since i've seen it i think i'm gonna have a harder time remembers remembering season two because i think also is because it like it does something it deviates so okay for at least the first episodes it deviates so much from the first season yeah and like, there's some things that like i don't like like they sidelined alan kind of which yeah kind of it, and they it like, almost feels... explain a few things but yeah We're just it like... almost feels like a completely different show at times yeah uh, which I do harder. love the Indian though. I don't want to spoil it, but the Indian's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the first show that I'm pretty sure you wanted to talk about, and I think yeah. the second show that you wanted to talk about is uh, Barry. Barry HBO. Yeah. yeah. Season uh, Barry... one. Rewatch that. Yeah, I rewatch. Yeah, I rewatch um, season one and two um, as well. Maybe if. If Succession didn't exist, I, I would probably say that Barry was my favorite uh, HBO show that I've seen so far. I haven't or, seen Succession, so I'm going to say it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Barry is just like so fucking incredible. Just like, do you, okay, uh, person, do you know what Barry is? Do you know anything about it? <laughs> Have you seen it? Bill Hader. Yeah. That's it? Can I yep. can I pitch can I pitch you the idea of what the show is? Preston, yeah. you do love the show. I've been see, interested in it for a while. I just, just to I, see, never watched it. Just to see if I can sell you on it. Um, so <laughs> it's, basically, it's it's basically about this ex marine who mm-hmm. turns a hit into a hitman, and he has a contract that he has to kill this wannabe actor. So he, and this he, is Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader, and he has to infiltrate his like his targets like. Um, acting class but as he's doing that he realizes that he falls in love with the world of acting so he wants to become an actor and leave his head his like previous life behind so that's mm-hmm. the so that's like the plot of, of the show but like something that, the thing that I love so much about the show is that based on that synopsis alone you can you can immediately like tell like where the comedy can come from but like not really like the drama and the drama in this show is so fucking good because it can be very dark at times. Um, yeah. It's one of those, one... like, surprisingly, one of the most intense shows I've seen. Like, yeah. People's, like, breaking bad levels, honestly. Yeah, like, like the way that the show just, uh, explores uh, Barry's, like, experience with, like, PTSD from being in the Marines, uh, the military. Um, it's incredible and it's probably one of the best uh unlikable protagonists in a while in the sense that yeah you can tell that this guy is a good guy deep down but he does terrible things and you keep rooting for him to do uh, what's best for himself and for the people that he loves but he keeps 
fucking up and it's so fucking frustrating but in a good way and that's kind of like the fun of the show i guess like seeing him like making these like morally questionable decisions but still being able to like root for him and bill Hader is not only incredible in the show as barry but like his directing yeah that's that episode with the little girl in season two Oh, <laughs> Ronnie Lilly, great episode. Yeah. But um, that scene—I forget what episode it is. But when, when uh, the scene between Bill Hader and um Barry and uh, his girlfriend, like the acting scene where they have to perform or rehearse the the uh, monologue, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, dude. That scene yeah, yeah, is yeah. fucking incredible. Like, yeah, the both one... of them are insane. Yeah, the episode where um. Where it ends with uh with the ex coming back, right? That's the one that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And everybody in that show is good. I, mm-hmm. I forgot uh, what her name is, but the girl that plays Sally, um, Sarah Goldberg, 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 something like that. Yeah, amazing. And Henry, yeah. uh, Henry, uh, what's his last name? Winkler, or something like yeah. that. The heart and soul of that show. Besides Hank, of course. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Jared and Noah Hank is one of the best television characters of all time. Yeah. Uh, but Preston, three... you need to watch this show. You need to watch it. You'd love it. Yeah. I will look into it soon. Right now I'm watching um, Our Flag Means Death. Ooh. How is that? What? Wait. What's what's di- that? Let's finish Barry real quick. Okay, yeah, but... yeah. Uh, last thing about Barry, season three is seems very uh promising i i have no idea how this is like maybe the penultimate season i don't know what the final season is gonna be but the fact that they're already working on season four is it's just giving me like yeah like I'm, I'm scratching my head because this already feels like the end like the beginning of the end for barry's arc like it it feels like the 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 point of no return just from the opening scene. Yeah, alone. I have faith so. in it though, because like this premiere was fucking incredible, like one of the best episodes of the series so far. It's it's so good, and that one shot in the studio, you know what I'm talking about, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. The ending, of course. Like I'm so yeah. excited for where seasons going. Yeah, like my biggest fear again with the whole like unlikable protagonist, um, is that he's gonna do two terrible things by the end of this season that are kind of foreshadowed by visions that he has throughout the episode yeah. to two people that he Oof. holds very dear to his heart oh, and if, <laughs> if that happens in this season my god it's gonna fucking it's, i don't know how that would happen this season though i'm sure that would be like the season four thing but we'll see yeah this show is amazing so our flag means death. I've heard great things about this. How how is it so far? Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, full disclosure: I have not watched any of the episodes sober, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those shows. <laughs> that, this is the uh, Taiku ITT pirate show, right? The yeah, day. and he's just oh, about to show up. Well. Yeah. It's not gotten gay for me yet, but I know that it's oh, supposed sorry. to. Uh, That's well, all I've seen about it. That. Yeah, um, it's good though. The character writing's really well, really well done. Um, it's fun, you know, because like really the only 
like the only like pirate media if you will that i've seen is like the pirates of the caribbean movies which are these really? massive i mean what else is there assassin's creed 4 <laughs> that show, like, uh, movies show, and tv uh, shows Black. I didn't see Black Flag. Um, Peter Pan counts, technically. <laughs> I guess. My point is that, you know, I'm very, I was very used to like Pirates of the Caribbean, which that original trilogy is Dead Man's Chest and At World's End specifically are two of the most expensive movies ever made. Um, and it shows because it's like you're so immersed. And this is like Our Flag Means Death, obviously, totally different thing. A lot of green screen. Um, kind of cheesy but that's the point and so at first i was like oh, i don't know if i'm gonna like this like i i just kind of like almost like expected pirates of the caribbean like quality i guess just because i hadn't seen pirates in live action in any other way i guess um but you once you like see what the show's doing and like realize what it's doing um you, you start to like it a lot and i'm only three episodes in but um I've really enjoyed it and I'm starting to like get a lot more engaged. It's a bit of a slow start, but I think because it gives itself, it's one of those shows that like, because it is slow, because it is a gradual buildup whenever you reach the point that it's going toward, which I'm not even there yet, but whenever you reach at least from those first three episodes, whenever you reach the point where you realize what they're doing, where you realize why characters are the way they are, you appreciate it more. Um, and the main character, his name is, uh, his name is Steed Bonnet and (laughs) he is just, let me, I want to look up who plays him. Um, yeah, this show is on my list right now. This and Severance are like the two big shows I need to watch. Reese Darby Darby. plays Steed Bonnet. He's been in something else. I recognized him from something else. Um, but like he's just so um oh he's in what we do in the shadows yeah he's so endearing like he's just such a like his character is just so wholesome it's so it's just heartwarming it makes you Mm -hmm. feel good um so basically he's like i won't spoil anything but basically he is like this proper englishman who wants to be a pirate captain so he assembles a crew and gets a ship and he's out on the open seas. But he's never done murder or crime or any pillaging of any sort. And he's like this pirate captain now um, leading these pirates on his crew. But he's like um, kind of a snowflake, if you will. Just kind of, <laughs> that's the word that comes to mind. Just kind of like a sweetheart. Um, and it's just, I don't know. He... He plays it really well, and the writing is really good. And Taika hasn't even shown up for me yet. Oh, Taika, wow. um, he he doesn't show up until later in the series. He's, like, teased for the first couple episodes. He's teased. Interesting. Um, I think the next episode is when he's, like, fully in it in the show, um, which I'm maybe going to watch tonight. But um, And I kind of appreciate that, too, because he's obviously the biggest star of the show. But he's not the main character um and they really like they get you invested in the characters and in the main character before they even bring in taika so yeah i 
I've really enjoyed it. It's very, very heartwarming. Makes me happy. It's one of those shows. Sounds sounds fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I like it. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before? Um... We can talk. I'm sure we will talk about this on another episode. But I watched I last night. Not last night. Yes, last night. I finished my rewatch of Doctor Strange. Um, And that was cool because I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, And it's still, to me, like it's very unique. It's a very unique movie in terms of um, like the MCU. MCU. Yeah, yeah, it's different. (laughs) And I I appreciate it a lot. I do think that Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange as a character, I think that that's a match made in heaven, and I'm so excited to see what he does with it, direction-wise. Um, Color grading. Yes, so good. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, Scott Derrickson did a really good job on this movie, and I really appreciate it. And I am a little bummed. You know, I'm excited for Multiverse of Madness because of all the, you know, the eventness of it if you will the multiverse stuff um i'm excited for the scale of it all um but i'm also a little bummed that it's not gonna be um as of a continuation of the story from dr strange i think that that's probably why scott derrickson left probably yeah because you know, there, there's a very clear path on what he wanted to do with the character and what he wanted to do with Mordo and what he wanted to do um, going forward. And I think that it, it seems like he probably didn't want Wanda in it at all. But then I bet Feige came in and yeah. said, hey, we want Wanda to be the villain, the, villain. the antagonist um, or a variant of Wanda. Who knows? But um, I digress. I'm a little bummed that we're not going to see the planned continuation of it. But at the same time, it's one of those movies, especially with yeah. how formulaic the MCU can be. It's kind of cool to see. I feel like it is different. And it was interesting yeah. because as I was looking through a lot of people's um, thoughts on it and reviews on Letterboxd after I watched it, a lot of people's biggest compl- like multiple people that I'm friends with, their biggest complaint was like, it's very MCU, like it follows the MCU formula. And I was like, I don't know that it does. Like it maybe yeah. is similar to like Iron Man um yeah in a cup in some ways but i wouldn't compare it to other mcu origin stories i wouldn't compare it to the first avenger um and i wouldn't compare it to thor or a lot of other mcu uh solo outings i think it's it's really unique in a lot of ways and i like i really appreciated that i think it's one of the more underrated mcu movies i didn't move it at all on my rankings i thought i was going to whenever i finished (laughs) and then i looked at my rankings and i was like "Ah, actually it's right where i want to have uh, 16 um i think i might have it higher but i don't remember it's i mean that sounds not very great obviously there's also like 20 what 30 basically 30 projects right now and marvel Mm -hmm. just has such a good track record you know Mm -hmm. like marvel for all that people for all the shit people give them they have consistently made good movies some great and even like their worst movies are still pretty good or not pretty good but their worst movies there is something to love in all of them and there aren't many bad movies at all um so 
Yeah, I have it. No, I have it at 14. 14. I have it at 21. Let's do the show. So, I do. Yeah, I wouldn't put it that low. But I don't know. I really liked it. And when I finished, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bump that up a few spots. I really liked it. And then I looked at my list and I was like, ah, I, I like where it is. But no, I think it's, I think it's, um, I have it right above. And this is, again, something we'll discuss later. But I have it right above Captain Marvel. And I think that there's a big gap between yeah. 14 and 15 for me. I think there's a big gap there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I I liked rewatching it. It was yeah. it was neat and interesting. And I'm excited for Sam Raimi, but I liked the story that they told in the first one. And but Preston, I'm glad that there's it's there. an extra is in four shots. How how could this be a good movie? What did you say? Oh shit! I brought you off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't know yeah, it. He doesn't understand it. What? Yeah, he doesn't understand. There's it. a okay. spot where like that Twitter release of. Uh, Multiverse Madness, oh. where uh, in four edits, there's the same editor running in the same position. Wait, as the scene goes along. I'll send it to you later. Okay. And Twitter is freaking out about it. Yeah, they're all yeah. acting like it's the end of the world or something, even though it adds more personality <laughs> to the movie. This is why exactly. I left Twitter. <laughs> This is why I'm taking a break. It's because everything is the end of the world on Twitter. <laughs> and I got tired yeah. of it. <laughs> um, but going back to like the whole Scott Derrickson thing. Uh, not to spoil things, obviously. But from the things that I've seen, read, or whatever about this movie, it makes sense why he left. Um, and yeah. also, I mean, even though, like, yeah, uh, it's it kind of bumps me up that, um, that he had to leave because of uh, creative differences or whatever. But... Um, I'm very excited to see what he does with uh, his new movie, The Black Phone. That looks really yes. fucking cool. That's really um, good. Yeah, and people have already seen it and say, said that they that it's pretty good. So yeah, I'm excited. He's doing well. So one more thing I want to touch on before we end. Barely have watched it. I was uh, I started watching the first episode of um, Under the Banner of Heaven. The new Andrew Garfield FX series, mm-hmm. with uh, possibly his last about... thing in quite some time. <laughs> Allegedly, a month. a month. Yeah. Well. Nah. <laughs> what do you think of it? <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. The cinematography is nice, and he's amazing in it. Um, it's about Mormonism, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to get into. About what? It's about like um, it's a murder. I don't know. I've watched like basically fifty or forty minutes of it, so I'll probably save most of my thoughts on it for um, the May episode. But like so far, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? Oh, uh, not for this episode. Probably for another episode. But um. Uh, I'm very excited to eventually watch maybe by the end of this month or in May. Um, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of buzz about this movie. Uh, it's a Netflix movie. came out like maybe four or five years ago. Um, it's called The Ritual. Apparently it's a pretty good uh, creature mm. feature. So yeah, I'm excited to see that. And Barry Season 3, how that develops. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do 
prequel trilogy commentary yes. pretty soon. The next episode is probably to be our uh, Phantom Menace commentary. So tune in for yeah. that. Celebration of Star Wars Celebration and the Attack of the Clones anniversary. So yeah, yeah. You gotta be. You gotta mm-hmm. join us for Attack of the Clones. Your favorite movie. Yeah. At least for that. I love it. We're going to have a few guests for these, so stay tuned. Um, yeah, that's basically it, unless you guys have something else to touch on. Um, I think I'm good. I think I touch up everything that I watched this month, so yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, okay. So, uh, fun, fun discussions, fun episode. Preston, where do people find you? You can find me on social media at Preston Seymour. Um, that's Preston C, the letter, more, not Preston Seymour, the name. Um, it's the letter. There's been confusion. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, anything else. I'm really tired. That's why I'm so dead talking about this and i sound very monotonous but that's where you can find me currently off twitter until probably until multiverse of madness because i know that if i get back on twitter at this point i'm just gonna want to delete it right after critics see it so i'm just gonna keep it gone there's definitely uh they put out something yeah yeah, they put out a tv spot that has a a shot that i I did not want to (laughs) see i did see that actually um oh so well that's fine uh but yeah, I am. That's where I am. And I'll be back on there whenever that movie comes out. And I'm on Instagram as well. And that's it. Cool. That's good. Edgar, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at this. Uh, where is it? Uh, here. At this. At EDG or Tech um, on Twitter instagram i think um you can find my work on i'm gonna be reviewing barry every episode for the next seven weeks that they're left of the show uh every monday the day after the episode airs so be on the lookout for that on a lot of clear reviews um but other than that go ahead follow me i need people i need i need clout (laughs) We all need clout. Um, yeah, I'm Josh. You can follow me at Josh D. Woodbury on Twitter. And um, follow the podcast on at WHFG podcast on Twitter. Um, check us out if you're somehow watching this for the first time. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Um, so, so our future episodes commentaries for the prequel trilogy all of next month at some point we're going to do a star wars celebration retrospective and preview because we're all going there so we want to talk about it and uh i'm sure next month we'll do what we watch in may so tune in for that that's gonna be a wild one because everything that's gonna come out on may yeah um that's basically it Unless you guys have something else to say. Peace, people. And go watch uh, Amber Heard be humiliated on public. <laughs> watch Ambulance and turn your speakers up to 100 when you do it. <laughs> That's all.
And uh, go watch our queen and savior, Nicole Kidman and the Northman. Yes, please. And you'll literally see. You'll that movie will literally literally give you a sensation that makes you go, "Hey, heartbreak feels real good right now." 